This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Cougar Post Game Live is also brought to you by Delta, official airline of the BYU men's basketball team. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. That is a tough one. Houston, the fourth-ranked team in the nation, comes into Provo and knocks out number 21, BYU, 75-68. And it really, and Greg and Mark touched on this, the game was tied, obviously, towards the end of the game. The three by Noah Waterman, it gets the game tied. And BYU had some opportunities. But if you look at the end of the first half and then at the end of the game, Houston ended the half on a 6-0 run. They end the second half on a 7-0 run. They dominated those those final moments in both the half and at the end of the game to, to pull away. And, and credit to Houston, they got the win. And BYU now uh, moves ahead and will get ready to face Texas coming up on Saturday. That's a game that, uh, that you'll hear right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Uh, Cougar pregame live will get underway at 11 a.m. And then tip-off at the Marriott Center will be at high noon. In fact, we've got two games for you here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, coming up on Saturday. Besides men's basketball hosting Texas, uh, I'll be with BYU women's basketball. We will be at Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan, Kansas. It will be BYU at K-State. I'll have the uh, game for you on BYU Radio 107.9 FM, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio app at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. All right, let's get into some other Big 12 action tonight. There is 10 seconds left in Stillwater, and in a game where Oklahoma State led most of the way, and it was close within a couple of points either way, but Oklahoma State led for most of this game. TCU has rallied, and they lead the Cowboys 73-69 with 19 seconds remaining at Gallagher-Iba arena in Stillwater but again 19 seconds left in TCU with a four-point advantage over Oklahoma State everything else is a final Texas knocking off number 11 Oklahoma in Norman 75-60 is the final score and UCF takes care of business at home over West Virginia 72-59 all right top 25 action it's all a final this uh, late in the evening on the west coast number 16 Dayton gets the road win at LaSalle 66 to 54 South Carolina upsets Kentucky the sixth ranked Wildcats fall 79 to 62 that is a uh, it's a big win at home for South Carolina number 12 Duke winning on the road at Louisville 83 to 69 13th ranked Wisconsin wins at Minnesota by two 61 59 is the final score number 17 Creighton over Xavier 85 to 78 and number two Purdue defeats Michigan 99 267 that game played in West Lafayette. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll update you on the night in the pros. The Jazz are in New Orleans. We'll let you know how things played out between the Jazz and the Pelicans. Plus, BYU men's volleyball for the second night in a row, hosting the Princeton Tigers at the Smith Fieldhouse. We'll get you the results uh, from men's volleyball when we come back. Your final score, Houston. Defeating BYU 75-68, we'll be back with more Cougar Post Game Live brought to you by Big O Tires on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Here's Jason Shepard with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU Cougars falling to the Houston Cougars tonight at the Marriott Center. Houston getting the victory, 75-68. Up next for the BYU Cougars, a matchup against the Texas Longhorns. That will be Saturday at the Marriott Center, 11 a.m. pregame show and tip-off at the MC at high noon. Well, BYU men's basketball, not the only Cougar team in action tonight. Number eight, BYU men's volleyball hosting number 14, Princeton, the second consecutive night at the Smith Fieldhouse between these two teams. Uh, different night, same result. BYU gets the sweep 25-22 in set one, 25-18 in set number two, and then 25-23 in set number three. The Cougars now 7-1 and one on the season. Checking out the National Basketball Association tonight. The Utah Jazz trying to snap their two-game losing streak. They were in New Orleans tonight to face the Pelicans. They did not snap the two-game losing streak. It's now a three-game losing streak. The Pelicans win this one going away. 153-124. to New Orleans gets the win. Colin Sexton leading the way for the Jazz with 22 points and seven assists. Up next for the Jazz, uh, they will be in the nation's capital to take on the uh, Washington Wizards coming up uh, the day after tomorrow. Uh, only one other game going on right now in the NBA. It's the Battle of the L.A. teams, the Clippers, technically the home team at Crypto.com Arena hosting the Lakers. I don't believe LeBron James is playing in this game. Uh, the Clippers with an eight-point lead over the Lakers. It's 88-80 in favor of the Clips. Some other finals tonight. The Nuggets rally to defeat the Indiana Pacers on the road, 114 to 109 in a battle of the uh, the New York area the Knicks defeating the Brooklyn Nets 108 to 103 and for a minute it looked like the Portland Trailblazers were going to go into Oklahoma City and defeat the Thunder that did not happen OKC gets the win by two over the Blazers 111 to 109 all right that's going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live, at least from over here at our BYU Radio Studios. After the break, we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center. Greg and Mark will have Cougar Post Game Live. BYU falls to Houston. 75-68 is your final score. We'll have more Cougar Post Game Live from the Marriott Center after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Houston 75 and BYU 68 is our final score tonight here at the Marriott Center in front of almost 17,000 fans. And what a great environment for this Big 12 basketball game in this midweek Tuesday night affair. Houston wins by scoring the final seven in this game. Houston on the season is averaging under eight made threes per game they made 10 on this night so they exceeded expectation there and and again to be uh, their opponents take an average of 20 free throw attempts per game and BYU took only 10 so that was a number uh, well off the expectation on this night and those two particular categories threes and free throws were decisive on this evening as Houston did a nice job keeping pace for, for, uh, with BYU from deep not every team does that Houston made 10 threes of 23 tries and BYU made 11 threes on 38 tries and, and a couple of guys had particularly rough nights as we talked about to Trevin had a 1 for 7 evening and he's been so good 57% from the arc over his last 7 
games. Just had a rough night uh, tonight. And uh, Jackson Robinson is still trying to find that shooting stroke that he's really not rediscovered since spraining his ankle. A uh, 4 for 14 night tonight from the field, including 2 of 10 from deep. It'll come around for him. Uh, he's too good. The shot's too smooth. But uh, he needs to see some shots go in, certainly. And, uh, and uh, sooner than later, uh, as BYU looks to stay in the mix here in the Big 12. This most competitive of leagues sees BYU fall to 2-4 and four on the night as Houston goes to 4-2, and two, and they've won three consecutive games. BYU's dropped back-to-back games in league. Now let's get to our Waystar star of the game here on Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live. It's brought to you by Waystar, simplifying health care payments. Learn more at waystar.com. Mark Durant, uh, who do you like for BYU's Waystar star of the game? Noah Waterman coming off the injury was fantastic. Hit some big, big shots. Shots, played hard. It was one of his best games. Noah Waterman is your waste star star of the game. 17 points, 6 of 9 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, added 3 rebounds and an assist. BYU a shot to outshot Houston on this night, uh, 42 to 41 percent. And uh, again, Houston's shown they can win games without shooting a great number. Their defense is that good. Uh, and and yet uh, uh, this was a night that, again, BYU did things that not every team does against UH. Uh, 25 shots from the field is three better than the next best team. And until the very, very end, uh, BYU was uh, looking to tie uh, the highest field goal percentage against Houston on the night as well. They were sitting at 43.9 late, ended up at 42.4, so just under the best against Houston this year. But anytime you get into the, the 40s, mid-40s against UH, and you're near 70 scoring, you've done uh, better than most because Houston allows an average, an average of 51 points on 34% shooting. Again, the team's average 34% against UH, and there was BYU at almost 10 points higher than that tonight, albeit in a setback. I mean, this was a game I, I didn't really expect to see. I, I thought it would be a lot uglier than it was, and BYU had some really nice offensive success, and notwithstanding the, some of those three-point shooting numbers you mentioned, BYU got a lot of looks from three. It certainly was there for them uh, to have a big night from three, and they, they did all right. Uh, I mean... You don't have a chance to win against Houston unless you play really well, and they they, they played in a lot of ways the right way, but uh, just didn't didn't have. I mean, a, a multitude of a multitude of things could have gone uh, right for BYU at the end, and we'd be having a much more pleasant conversation than we're having. But none of them went, and I just I guess I just worry that you know. It, BYU's competing so nicely, and they're, they have chances to win. I, I just don't want this to be a kind of a what-if season. I mean, I think these guys are really good, and they can win these games. And I just, you know, it's nice to be in them, but it's a lot better to win them. And, and I just, you, get, you only have a certain number of opportunities, and I just would like to see one of these kind of go BYU's way. Yeah, BYU doesn't often shoot under 30% from three, but it's uh, no coincidence that in the, the three games that BYU's been under 30%, They've lost all three this year. BYU shot 23% from deep at Utah, uh, 28% against Cincinnati, and uh, 29% tonight against Houston. They don't need to be a lot better. You put put them in the low to mid 30s. They need to be one better. You put BYU in the low to mid 30s from three, and they're likely going to win the game with as many as they take. But tonight, uh, 11 for 38 did not do the trick. All right, that is Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live. We'll take a break. We'll come back and hear from Kelvin Sampson. Jamal Shedd and LJ Cryer from the Houston side of things. And then later on, it'll be Mark Pope joining us on the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. So that show will begin after this as we take a break. Final score is Houston 75 and BYU 68. This is Cougar Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. All right, your final score is a Houston 75 and BYU 68. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you courtside from the Marriott Center as the BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coaches show gets underway. The first coach from whom we will hear is Houston's head man, Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson, Jamal Shedd, and L.J. Cryer uh, took the podium a short time ago here at the Marriott Center, and here is what they had to say. Our thanks to, uh, to Jake Hatch of KSL Sports Zone and 1280 for handling the recorder here and uh, getting these comments from the Houston side moments ago. Here is Coach Sampson. BYU is uh, unique. We, we have not, they may not, unless we play them again in the uh, Big 12 tournament. Uh, I mean, they're just different in everybody you play because of the uh, three-point line. Uh, number uh, zero, Waterman. I don't think he took an easy three all night. And he was flying into those things. And as soon as he caught it, it was out. I mean, those are tough shots. Uh, Khalifa banked one in uh, in the first half. Uh, Robinson nailed one from 40 feet with 20 on the shot clock. So, I mean, those are the shots that you make at the end shot clock Hail Marys. Um, but you know it's going to be one of those nights. I, I think it tested our uh, resolve. you, know, you got to be resilient playing here because they're going to go on runs. Um, um, the nail, nail kid is, I, I thought was a key. You know, um, you can't go under screens on him. Uh, I, I thought um, uh, our game plan on nail was good. And the game plan means nothing if you don't execute it. I, I thought that Cryer uh, did just an absolutely tremendous job. And now, we, we gave up some things. Uh, you know, we gave up some twos in the post. But at some point, you know, when you're trying to define winning for your team, you're not going to take everything away. You gotta, you've got to decide what is it you're willing to give up and what is it you want to take away. You know, we were willing to give away some, some twos on switches versus those guys nailing those threes. And, um, and it helped because they didn't get a lot of clean looks. The, the looks they got, we fouled them on a three-pointer, and uh, number zero, what's his name, Waterman, made two huge threes in transition. I mean, hard. I, I mean, if they were open, they would be good shots for him because he's an outstanding shooter. But those were hard shots because he was shooting them on the move so fast. Um, and, then, and then offensively, it's, you know, we made a bunch of shots early, second half. Um, you know, I grabbed Dell at one point and told him he's got to be more aggressive looking for a shot. And we found him a couple times on daggers. Um, dagger for us is when we get an offensive rebound, we throw it out for threes. We call those daggers. Um, but, you know, just thrilled for the win. Happy for our kids. Thought we uh, hung in there. Tough place to play. Uh, it's the second time I've been here. And, um, Student section, the administration, uh, how how they create their uh, home court advantage is uh, Big Twelve-ish. 
You know, we've been on three road trips, uh, three arenas. Hilton Coliseum <clears throat> is as tough a place as you'll want to play. Saturday afternoon in Fort Worth, tough, <coughs> tough place to play. And then Tuesday night in uh, Provo. Every arena, including Fertitta's Center, that's why it's so hard to win on the road in this league, is these, uh, these fans support their teams. You know, a lot of times, you know, in the past, we'd go to an arena and we'd be packed, and a lot of times they'd come to see us. But these fans didn't come to see us play. They came to support BYU. Iowa State did not. They could care less about us. They came to support the Cyclones. And so, and that's and that's the beauty of playing in, um, for the fans. Now, for coaches, it's absolute H-E-L-L. I better not say that here. Uh, I feel my mother would be. Um, but... Um, Yes, no, just you know, we have we have won. You know, we won at Xavier. You know, we've beaten uh, Utah and Dayton and uh, Texas A&M, but we hadn't won a Big Twelve game on the road. And at some point, if you're going to make noise, uh, you, you've got to break through and do that. And, and we're thrilled to be able to do it tonight. Two, two uh, key stats really stood out for you guys tonight. Yeah. You were able to score 17 points off the turnovers mm-hmm. and get 15 second chance points. How critical was that in a game like this in a tough environment like this? Well, um, I know you, obviously you guys don't pay attention to us, nor should you. But we have a thing that we do after every game. We call it unscripted points. How many points we score off turnovers, second chance points, and fast break points. Um, um, 17, you know, we, we've, I think in the non-conference we averaged around 54. Uh, we track that. That's the, that's the stat we really track, how many points we have off turnovers. Because uh, with, our, with our defense, we have to be able to do that. Um, you know, a lot of people live in a world where they think you have to have 7 foot, 6'11", 6'7", 6'8", 6'9". You know, uh, how tall was uh, Khalifa kid? 6'10"? 6'10 or so, and Waterman 6'10". I mean, everybody we play has great size, but um, our kids know how to play our system and our quickness and our physicality. Uh, we get deflections. Deflections for us are loose balls. Um, you know, you, you can tell Mark's done a good job of this. They're the best team we've seen. They, they do a good job of, um, I'll call it lower drink, around the elbow area on missed threes. Uh, we didn't do a good job of that. You know, we, we gave them too many second and third looks. I don't know how many points they scored off of it. Um, they only scored seven points on second chance, but normally we're pretty good at that. Uh, you know, 15 offensive rebounds, I think we're second in the nation offensive rebound, and it's a huge emphasis for us. Points off turnovers, uh, huge emphasis for us, for us. So for us to come on the road and be able to ex- execute those two errors were huge. How big was it for you guys to be shooting your 50% with three was tonight? I know it fell off at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy has really been shooting well, and um, he's kind of a little bit of in a swoon. He's, he's a really good shooter, is sharp. You know, he made five threes at Iowa State. He was kind of the guy that kept us in it a little bit. Um, you know, he hasn't made one in a I don't remember him making one in a while. Uh, but. Prior, you know, 
she has been shooting around 37, 38, so he's, he's right on target. Uh, Cryer, you know, he's the best three-point shooter on the team. The way he kid last year, Marcus Sasser, who was a first-round pick, uh, that's what his job was. And that's what uh, uh, LJ's is. It, it, it helped that, you know, Dunn came in and made a couple. But Dunn scored 36 at Cincinnati last year. He also had 34 against Vanderbilt. So, I mean, he, he can score. You know, he's adjusting his role coming off the um, bench. Uh, the only one only one that I kind of had a little wry smile was was Wilson. I might be the first three I've ever seen him make, including practice. I've never seen him make one, I don't think. You guys ever seen him make one? <laughs> what does it mean to have, you know, LJ, another guy who's not afraid of those shots and, you know, the monster situation? Um, you know, that's that's what he's here for. And um, he's a big-time player, big-time moment guy. And, uh, you know, I try to defer to him because, you know, he's a little bit of And uh, it does nothing to help me and take a little pressure off my back because, you know, we can do it together. And, um, you know, when he gets back in his groove, we're going to be we're gonna be pretty good. So, um, you know, him, him stepping up tonight, making a lot of big shots, it, it put us over the top. Kelvin, you said Emmanuel didn't shoot well, but gets nine, yeah. rebounds, nine rebounds and no. gets the Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying that, Chris. Um, it's kind of what I got on him about it, shoot around uh, today. You know, guys guys don't have you – can't, you can't go like – I, I didn't think he was very good Saturday against Central Florida. I mean, at one point I think we're up 25, and that's fine. But he had uh, he didn't rebound. He didn't rebound at uh, TCU either. Uh, but he's capable. Man's a big, strong kid. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that should be a ninety percent free throw shooter. L should be a ninety. Th- we we got some guys that um, you know are going to fight to shoot fifty fifty five. That's just who they are right now in their careers. But the man should be a ninety percent free throw shooter because he can be. Um, but if you're not making shots, you've got to find a way to impact winning. <clears throat> how, how, how will you impact winning? You know, rebounding and defense, loose balls, those are all things that um, you, know, you, can, you can control your effort and your attitude. And those are basically all controlled by those two things, starting with attitude. Hey, LJ, what, what does it mean when you know, coach you know, comes to you and urges you to be more aggressive? How do you react to that? Um, I mean, it means a lot just to have that confidence um, from your head coach. It gives me, um, it gives myself confidence to go out there and just play my game and be aggressive and uh, make a big play. So, uh, yeah, it means a lot. That's time for one or two more. LJ, um, you know, after coming out short and in tight close games in your previous two other games, what was kind of the difference this time you gave? The guys were able to close with the tight finishing up. Um, I mean, versus TCU, uh, we didn't play good um, the second half. Um, the whole second half, I didn't feel like we played hard. Um, coach talked to us about that. Then in Iowa State, we had a terrible start, um, turned the ball over too much. Um, me, personally, I played bad in both of those games. So um, I knew in order for us to win on the road, I was going to have to step up. Um, other guys are going to have to step up, and uh, I feel like that's what we did today. we have time for one more if anybody's got it. LJ, to be able to close it out from the free throw line, what does that say about this team? You, you know, you're struggling to shoot the ball there, but to just go and knock them down to close it out from the free throw line, what's that say about 
Um, I mean, if, we we're getting better at the free throw line, and uh, we we make we make we make them when when we need them. Um, I think that's really big. Juan made a really big one. Um, the second one should have went in. Uh, I went up and made two. L made two. I think I think we're we're getting better at the free throw line. We just gotta keep working at it. As long as we got the right guy shooting free throws, we're gonna be a good free throw shooting team. <laughs> start start mixing that other stuff in there. That's <laughs> All right, that's the uh, Houston Cougars side of things uh, tonight. Mark, any thoughts on that before we uh, take a break and get uh, set for Coach Pope? I tell you, I like I love Coach Sampson. He, he's he's terrific and uh, very respectful of BYU. And I, you know, I don't know that anyone understands basketball more than him. And I, he's impressed with how BYU plays and how challenging and unique it is to play BYU and uh, yeah I mean <laughs> it's just uh, I'm just gonna let myself uh, just kind of be mad <laughs> I, I've earned that Greg how am I sure that's, I want to pick this game to be mad about because uh, it was a great opportunity against a great team well coached and you had a chance and uh, just didn't go your way I'm just that makes me mad We'll uh, take a break and uh, let Mark uh, deal with his emotions <laughs> as we'll, we'll wait for head coach Mark Pope to join us on the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Final score, Houston 75, BYU 68 here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU head coach Mark Pope still to come. BYU falls to Houston tonight, 75-68. Time now for our economics partner's valuable stat of the game, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes. When your business needs a valuation, the right partner is economics partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. It is usually very tough to score inside against Houston. For example... UCF, which isn't a small team by any stretch. UCF had three two-point field goals against Houston on the weekend. BYU had 14 twos tonight to go along with 11 threes. 25 field goals is the most anyone's had against Houston this season. My valuable stat of the game, even though it came in a loss, is this. BYU was 12 of 14 on layups and dunks. You try 14 layups or dunks against Houston, you're likely to see a few of them sent into the stands. So BYU 12 of 14 on those shots when Houston was only 7 of 7. Had BYU shot anything close to a typical three-point percentage, they win the game. They got the looks that they wanted. They shot 38 threes. If they shoot a typical or close, not even now they're they're averaging 37% on the season. If they go 33-34, they win the game by a couple possessions. It was the threes they wanted, the threes that were part of their offense, the threes they want to get that this did not enough, enough go tonight. They did enough inside. They did enough in other areas. It's really that one number that kind of let them down tonight. And, again, they're a team that shoots 37. That went, then when they get under 30, those have been losses, and it was again tonight. They didn't need a lot more. They need a little more from the arc. Yeah, uh, they need kind of one more uh, I think would may may have done it but a lot of what ifs and and credit Houston I mean they shot the gr- ball great from the three so not only did BYU not make enough as Houston was really good from the three so that, that really was kind of the the deciding factor is that Houston basically were better than BYU at what BYU does at best and now BYU was probably better at 
some of the things Houston does really good, like the two points. And that dunk by Dallin Hall in the first half was mm. just amazing. But I like that. I like that aggression, take it to the rim. And it was nice to see Foose get some minutes. I thought he was good. Uh, and, yeah, so, I mean, again, you have to play good in a lot of areas to have a chance to beat Houston. But it is certainly extremely disappointing that you couldn't hit a couple more threes because it, it may not have been that close if BYU could have shot a decent number from three. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Mark Pope will join us for our final segment of the broadcast, 75-68 Houston over BYU here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, between last night and tonight, 10 of 14 Big 12 teams have played games in their midweek games. Uh, playing tomorrow night will be Kansas State and Iowa State. Where's that game going to be played? Uh, that's in Ames. So K-State at Iowa State tomorrow night. That's the last of the midweek games this week. Uh, getting a bye this week are Baylor and Texas Tech. As the byes have begun, BYU's bye week comes next week. BYU will not play a midweek game, and then we'll go to Morgantown a week from Saturday. So BYU gets its bye next week. They're one of the season. Let's run through the Big 12 standings after tonight's action at the top. And neither of these teams was in action tonight. Uh, Texas Tech and K-State both at 4-1. and one. Then you've got uh, Houston and Kansas at 4-2. and two. Houston beating BYU tonight. Uh, KU with a win over Cincinnati. By the way, I watched that whole Cincinnati game last night. Since he was in there the whole way. Uh, Kansas took an early 10-point lead, and then since he was right there the rest of the way, that's a tough Cincy team that falls to 2-4 and four with the loss. So, okay, uh, Texas Tech, K-State both 4-1. and one. Houston and KU 4-2. Uh, and two. Baylor, Iowa State 3-2. and two. Then Oklahoma, TCU, Texas, and UCF. UCF to three and three. Then you find BYU, Cincy, and West Virginia at two and four. And Oklahoma State, after holding a halftime lead tonight against TCU, ends up falling to the Horn Frogs. So and Oklahoma State is now zero and six, the only winless team in uh, in Big Twelve play. BYU head coach Mark Pope popping on the headset in our closing segment of the broadcast tonight. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Coach Pope, a lot of good got done against Houston tonight. Uh, there were points in the game tonight. We were saying. This is the best that anyone's played against Houston this season. You don't get the win, but I know a lot of what you wanted to get done, uh, you, you probably thought did get done tonight. Whew, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't play great. Um, we really competed. Like, uh, you know, I'm, 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 the guys are really fighting and competing, and and, uh, and um, so, I'm, I'm, of course, that's the baseline that's super important. And the gym was amazing. We're super great for everybody in Cougar Nation because we need you, man. We need you. And um, and uh, there's just a lot to digest, right? So, um, you know, the the, high, the headliner for you guys, I'm sure, and for us is, the, is this offensive glass. And it was, um, it was stifling. You know, when we got back in the game, it was just when we finally were able to scrap away a couple rebounds. And, and you know, um, you know they, were, they were fatigued. Like, they were really fatigued the last eight minutes of this game in terms of running. And we just couldn't, man, we just couldn't secure a defensive rebound consistently enough. Had we, I think, um, I think we, we get a chance to run out of here. Um, but that's what they do. I mean, that's what makes them great. Um, they average 15 offensive rebounds a game. And, 
So that that was uh, tough. There, uh, there were a lot of spaces. I'm super proud of the guys. You know, 13 turnovers for us against Houston is a win. Like I'll take that. Um, getting up 38 threes is a win. Although today we probably we probably were as belligerent as we've been, um, and we're going to cross the line sometimes trying to get to that number. But um, we we probably just gave up uh, too many possessions tonight, and and that's you know like I've talked in print media. That's a very nuanced conversation with our guys to to rein that in without you know it's hard, you have to be pretty aggressive to get up 30 to 35 and and um so you know we got to clean that we just got to manicure that a little bit but that w- would have been a difference maker in this deal um you know i, I felt like uh we we fouled um uh you know uh, we we fouled too many uh pull up two point shooters and that's just like it's it's the worst thing in the world and credit Houston they're pretty good at jumping into our bodies but you know we had made some progress the last two games about managing the free throw line and I thought I felt like we we did a poor job tonight um and it's just a place where we need to grow and you know you we're parsing little hairs here but but that's how you win in this league that's how you beat the number one analytic team in the country you know you you have to you have to just be a little bit better in those categories they were fouling an average of 18 times a game, putting their opponents at the line an average of 20 times per game. Those numbers were way off tonight. On a night where you were aggressive, you were 12 of 14 on layups and dunks. Yeah. It's tough to score inside against this team, yeah. and you were not shying away. Well, it was interesting. You know, um, we actually, uh, with five minutes left in the second half, they started switching one through five, and, and that they don't do that a lot. Uh, you know, they, they pretty much trust their defense, and um, it was a good it was a good change for them. Um, and, and uh, you know, so, and they were standing out with shooters. It allowed us to get to the rim a couple times more than is normal uh, when you play against them. Um, but, but, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, I'm not, I'm not locked into the foul disparity. I'm, I'm locked into the, because uh, that, that, you know, it's, I'm telling you guys, it's a, it's a distraction, a waste of energy. What we need to do is we need to fix the careless fouls where we are bailing them out of a hard position, possession and we're giving them the easiest possession in basketball. And that part is where we just have to be more disciplined. We just need to be more disciplined. And we're, we've made progress. We had a little slippage in the emotion tonight, and, and it's a place where we need to get better. Coach Houston's, Houston's a team that will play – a little bit slower and maybe not shoot as many threes but they they shot what 23 tonight 10 of 23 were you surprised a little bit that they were willing to kind of play a faster paced game and shoot more threes were you was that a surprise at all? Were you planning on? Uh, well, LJ is a prolific three-point shooter. I mean, that's what he is in his career. And so, you know, they, they milk him a lot. Um, and so, you know, he shot almost half of their threes. Um, you know, Damian Dunn surprised us a little bit. You know, he's yeah. a 22% three-point shooter. and shot 50% tonight. That was just a surprise. We, we just didn't expect that. He made his first two. Um, and so he was feeling a little bit. Uh, and, and and Shed made a couple. Uh, you know, I think he hasn't made more than two in a game. So he took a couple. But it's the flow of the game. It's, it's actually, you know, it's it's a game we desperately want, and um, you know, it's just um, they shot it well tonight. They, you know, they they shot it well. You know, ten for twenty three. I don't know what that is, guys. Forty percent, give or take something. And um, and and you know, that's a place where we need to be better. But again, like, I still think we're in a great position if we take if somehow we're more competitive on the glass and somehow we don't bail them out, uh, bail them out with easy fouls. You know, those those 
pull up two fouls, you know, yeah. you get to go to the free throw line. That actually gets you going a little bit. It, it helps you, and 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 they're good at earning them. But um, that was a tricky part for us. You're playing comeback after trailing at half for the first time this year in Big Twelve. They take a twelve point lead, you get it to three. Goes back up to thirteen, you get it to a tie. You were right there with great battle back from your guys second half. Yep, um, and that's what we expect from our guys. That's just the standard. Um, and you know, we, we had a couple chances. Like we had a couple, uh, we had a couple chances where I was, I was sure it was like we were going to get over the hump, and and we yeah. just didn't. And and th- that's the part of playing the game. Like that's the game. I thought our guys did uh, a really terrific job earning good stuff down the stretch. You know, we came up with a, a couple really uncharacteristic turnovers uh, from from Houston uh, down the stretch. It just was like it was. It was just the glass. I'm telling you, if there's some, you know, we were debating on the bench about like, do we go two bigs or three bigs or how can, how can we do this better? But you know, at that point in the game, every time we got a clean rebound, we we're getting something great on the offensive end in transition. We just um, we just didn't now. Guess what? Welcome to being one of the other 350 teams in the country that has a tough time defensive rebounding against Houston. So that's something we got to clean up uh, to 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 beat you know the best analytic team in the country. You gotta you gotta be able to do it. And we just didn't do it tonight. It's great to see Noah play well coming off the injury. And what does he do for you when he is playing like he did tonight? Yeah, I thought I thought Noah was uh, terrific. I thought he was really aggressive. You know, he's going to be super disappointed with his night on the glass um, because that's uncharacteristic for him. Um, but you know, he shot it well. Uh, I thought he ran the floor really hard um, defensively. I thought he was really really solid. Uh, you know, schematically we caused ourselves some problems early in the game, um, and, and you know we we got out of it pretty quick. But um, I thought he had a, a good night, and he's going to have better nights. Uh, the zero turnovers is massive for him. Uh, um, especially uh, against Houston, that's really great. And, and of course, being four for seven, was, it was terrific for him also. Okay, Texas has bounced back from one and three to get to three and three in league. They uh, won in Norman tonight. They'll come into your place on Saturday now. Yep. Um, to, you know, another great team. Let's go. Coach, we'll see you in Studio C for your TV show on Thursday. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Mark Pope, and that will do it for tonight's broadcast. Let's thank our crew back at BYU Radio, our control board operators, James Finlayson and Ethan Arkell, our studio editor, Maya Tippetts, our studio, rather, our coordinating producer, Terry South, and our studio host in the scoreboard area is uh, Jason Shepard. Thanks to all of those, along with Barry Squire as our engineer and our operations folks and Sean O'Neill and Clark Jackman. So thank you to the crew back at BYU Radio. Appreciation goes to Houston and BYU's basketball communications directors, Jeff Conrad from UH and Tyson Jacks from BYU. Appreciation to Coach Pope joining us pre- and post-game. And thanks to Jeff for lining up Coach Kelvin Sampson for our pre-game chat. What a thrill it was to speak with him pregame. You also heard from him postgame as uh, Jake Hatch, former intern Jake, now working with uh, 1280 in the KSL Sports Zone, was able to man the recorder for me and uh, thanks to Kirsten from the uh, BYU Basketball Communications Squad for getting the recorder out back to me courtside. So a team effort and thanks to those folks for helping us get the Houston side of uh, the things to you as well during postgame. So for all those folks, it just leaves the guys on the headset. Just me and this big fella. I'm getting a little less mad, but I'm still pretty mad, Greg. So I'm just going to take me a minute. But, you know, this is just such a – was such a fun game. It's a great environment. I just love it. And it makes me sad when Cougar fans come out and they have to go home sad. I just – as a player, that was the last thing I wanted. I wanted people that come to watch to to go home happy. And and it's hard because this building has has had some tough losses these last two years against the top teams in the country. And – 
They'll they'll get one, and and I'm hoping it starts Saturday because that that'll be another yeah. fun one. Well, late in this game, it felt like the, this crowd on hand was going to help BYU to a win and a comeback win. It that did not turn out that way, but uh, what a great crowd uh, was in the building tonight. Uh, that final attendance number again this evening was uh, sixteen thousand five hundred fifty three. Saturday's game's already a sellout, so we're going to call a seventeen nine seventy eight on the books for Saturday against Texas, and it'll be a matinee, eleven a.m. for the pregame and noon for the tip. BYU and Texas, and that Texas team is looking good right now. Again, they have bounced back from 1-3 and three in league to now be 3-3 three and three with a home win over Baylor and a great game on the weekend and then winning in Norman tonight, kind of going away. So BYU and UT coming up on Saturday. So for Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel. Saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by All Pro Capital, real estate investments. By Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. The team you trust. Brought to you by Ken Garth. We hear you. And by Smith's Food and Drug. Proud partner of BYU Athletics. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Shane Reese, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.